0: Okay, we're on, we're filming, we're live, we are live, now we're live, we're live, we're recording. Hello and welcome to another edition of Shoulders Above the Rest Radio. I'm your host, Brendan, and today I wanted to talk about um, the idea behind scaling movements and kind of getting into the science of scaling movements. Like, why is scaling helpful? Like, what is the point of it, Um, especially once you are able to do a movement as Rx? So this conversation was sparked uh, with a member or by a member who is able to do ring dips and the workout we were doing yesterday was fifty air squats twenty seven ring dips fifty air squats twenty one ring dips fifty air squats, fifteen ring dips, fifty air squats, nine ring dips and the first point about like why scaling should be done so that 's seventy two ring dips, which is a pretty decent volume is the time frame was meant to be between 10 to 14 minutes with more advanced athletes being able to maybe finish under 10 minutes. And this athlete is a good athlete, um, but they're not, you know, 72 ring dips. They're not quite at that volume. It's not that they couldn't do it, but in the time frame suggested or re- like the intended stimulus of the workout, they would not have been able to complete that. And, So they kind of were asking like, well, so my, you know, they were saying my thought is I should do just really good reps, you know, take my rest in between, but I'm going to do unassisted ring dips and that will help me get better. And what I, what I ended up breaking down for them and that I want to get into here is this idea of when you scale, so the, the whole point of a workout, like the reason CrossFit works it's because of intensity. Intensity is the independent variable most commonly correlated to results. So for CrossFit's methodology, we are we are a results-driven program, and intensity is what produces results. It's kind of the, the, one of the founding principles of CrossFit. Intensity is produced or amplified um, or perhaps intensity is regulated by power output. So power output is force times distance over time. And so what that means with time being the denominator, the longer a workout takes, inherently, the lower the intensity of that workout, right? Now, again, if you're, you know, let's say it's strict pull-ups or, you know, unassisted pull-ups, whatever, it's like, cool, you can do pull-ups, but if you're only doing one or two at a time and then needing to take... 10 to 15 maybe 20 seconds in between and that's usually what happens with ring dips especially for myself even like that is just a an area of weakness of mine upper body pressing strength and i can bang out a decent size set of ring dips yeah actually probably by by most standards mediocre set anyways um the point being I even though I can start out with a good chunk, you know, and that's something I people will always kind of do at the beginning, they'll do one or two reps and they're like, oh, this feels too easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a lighter band or with, you know, no band at all. And then after five or six reps, they're not meeting the full range of motion anymore. They're not being able to do more than one or two reps at a time, and they're taking these long breaks in between. And now like, cool, sure, you're doing the movement as rx but you are not properly doing that workout, right? Unless it's meant to be like a one rep max or a super heavy load. Usually in a Metcon, you want to be able to do decent size chunks of reps. Um, and then when you like translate that into the open and stuff, it's like, cool, you know, maybe you, you can do a movement but if you've never trained yourself to do large sets and trained yourself to do large sets under fatigue and uh, out of breath, like you're always going to be stuck doing two to three reps at a time, taking a long break, two to three reps at a time, taking a long break, and you're going to kind of stagnate your progress. So the point being, if results come from intensity and intensity comes from power output, and power output is most impacted by duration or time of a workout, then we should scale our workouts or our movements to be able to match the intended stimulus of that workout so that we are optimizing our intensity for that day, right? Because intensity is a spectrum, right? There's there's days where uh, it's a longer workout, so we don't want to come out too hot. We want to sustain a long duration and we want to keep moving that whole time. If it's a You know, if they say 10 to 14 minutes, then you want to be moving for the majority of those 10 to 14 minutes, Um, you know, however long it takes you. If if the workout's supposed to be like a five to seven-minute workout, same thing. Like you should be working – if it's an AMRAP, like this is – here's a good example. If it's an AMRAP, so like Cindy, five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, 15 air squats. I would argue most people would benefit from scaling – their pull-ups and even scaling their push-ups more so because push-ups tend to be the bottleneck on that workout um, to get more rounds than by doing it as rx every time so like maybe you do rx cindy once and you kind of get a baseline all right cool without any assistance i can get 10 12 rounds something like that cool the next time you do cindy I would do it with a band unless you've like done a lot of other stuff and you feel like you've gotten a lot better. I would, you know, do it with a band and try and get 20 rounds, 25 rounds even, and just like force yourself to like, all right, I have to keep moving. I cannot stop for the full 20 minutes. I am constantly moving. There are no breaks. I'm going to scale so that it is easy enough for me to keep moving. And then like other workouts where you're scaling in that way, like, all right. So for this um, air squat and ring dip workout, scaling the ring dips to a point where you can always do five to seven reps at a time is going to benefit you more so than not using any band or using too light of a band and only doing one or two reps at a time. Because that's really all you're training your body to do then is one to two reps at a time, rest, one to two reps at a time rest and in the big picture that is not going to improve your fitness at the same speed or to the same degree as all right I'm going to use a thick enough band that I can do seven ten reps at a time and then I'm going to take a quick break jump up now this time I'm only going to do yeah five or seven reps and then boom now I'm going to jump up again I'm going to try and get another five to seven like trying to work yourself under fatigue and doing bigger sets under fatigue because then if that is how you approach the workout every time as you get stronger then you do a smaller band but you're still doing early on bigger sets 10 12 15 reps then you slow down a little bit you fatigue then your reps turn into 7 10 smaller smaller sets instead of starting with 5 to 7 and scaling down to 1 to 2 like let's scale appropriately so that you can do a big chunk first like a big chunk but then scale enough that you are still able to do big chunks as you go another way to do that would be all right let's say i'm going to start with a very light band and i'm going to do my big set and then if i ever drop under five reps in a set when i jump up i'm going to then go to a a thicker band to allow me to do a bigger set okay and what that does is sure you still then get your work in with a lighter band or no band maybe you started with, but you're then continuing to train your stamina and your endurance in that movement and that workout, uh, to keep going under fatigue. And it teaches your body how to keep moving under fatigue, how to clear fatigue faster. Uh, so there is a sort of a hybrid, you know, way of going about it. Like rather than thinking, all right, I just need to stick with one scaling all the way through. It's, all right, I'm going to do what I can early on. And then as I fatigue, because of the intended stimulus of this workout, I'm just going to keep scaling as needed throughout the workout to keep moving at the intended tempo, right? Um, so I guess what I was trying to do with this topic is kind of get into the, the why of it. And so going back to what I was saying before, the, the intended stimulus and the time in a workout greatly impacts your power output, which greatly impacts the intensity of the workout, which greatly impacts your results. And in the hierarchy of CrossFit, so there's a pyramid, starts with nutrition. If your nutrition is not on point, everything above that is going to suffer. The next one is metabolic conditioning. If you cannot continue to move at a steady pace for a long duration of time, for various durations of time, I should say, Everything above that on the pyramid is going to suffer. The next layer above metabolic conditioning is gymnastics. And so this is where if you only do one to two, maybe three reps at a time, it's going to feel intense in that moment. It's going to feel like oh, I'm doing like a max effort thing, but which, yeah, that feels intense. However, your lungs, that, that aspect of your fitness is always going to kind of suffer. You'll, you'll be out of breath, but then you're going to need to wait to keep going because it is such a maximal effort each time and you're not going to train your body your your lungs your muscles to continue to work under fatigue and that is usually what sets most elite crossfitters or better crossfitters apart is their ability to continue to move under fatigue um, and so there, there's a lot of variables to that like having good technique actually helps you continue to move because you're more efficient um, and you're able to generate more power your your power output is better with technique and so because you have better power output with better technique therefore actually focusing on better technique is going to again help your results because since technique leads to better power output that leads to better intensity which leads to better results and so this all just kind of goes back to that initial formula and that connection of those elements power output equals intensity which equals results if you can understand that those three parts and how they go back and forth with each other then every workout you will be able to maximize to improving your fitness. And the other thing is you know getting caught up in the idea of RXing something. That is something I did early on, right? I've been in CrossFit now for 12 years, 12 13 years, and I still suck at ring dips and handstand push-ups and those types of movements because I have not applied this for myself. It's something I'm just now, as I'm starting to study more for my CrossFit level three, really starting to grasp. And so I was someone who, okay, I can do ring dips. I'm just going to do the unassisted. It's going to take me longer. That's fine. It, it hasn't like, I'm, I'm telling you from living it for the past 13 years, I've been able to do ring dips for almost the entirety of my ability to, of my time doing CrossFit. I came into CrossFit with a decent level of fitness and handstand pushups. You know, those took me a while to get, but I really haven't progressed in those because I've never, because as soon as I was able to do them, I stopped doing all the scalings and progressions and things that got me to get them. And so I've stagnated. Uh, Yeah, I'm still able to do handstand pushups, but when they show up in a workout, I'm done. Like I'm never going to get a, I shouldn't say never. Currently, I will not be able to get a good score on the leaderboard in an open or something like that, or just like even for myself, like I will struggle in that workout because I've stopped, shouldn't say I've stopped within the last year or two, I've started to do this better. I've started to scale and I have started to be honest with myself and not, the other thing I used to do was just skip workouts where I couldn't RX them. I was like, oh, I need to work on that. I'm not going to do this workout. I'll just work on those after class another day or something like that. And I just would avoid the workout if I could in RX exit. And that, that also has, uh, limited my, um, progress. So yeah, that's, uh, that, that was the conversation I had. And I wanted to share that with everyone because I think it's super valuable to understand, not just like you should scale, like that's one statement and it's not a statement of you're not good enough. It's a statement of here, like, this is why You want to get better? Cool. Here's why you should scale this workout. Because scaling it is in fact going to make you better. And it's a it's a never-ending back and forth. Like there's going to be movements, there's going to be workouts where the volume suddenly dictates, oh, I, I need to scale that movement. I can't I can't do that. It's the same thing with a barbell. Like we don't just do if it's our one rep max. A barbell movement, like if you're not strong enough to do grace as our like if it takes you 30 minutes to do it with a 135 pound barbell, yeah, the intended stimulus of grace is like five minutes or less. You should use a lighter load and push it, and push your pace. Try and pick up the bar when you're out of breath. Try and pick up the bar when your your lungs and your arms and your legs are just burning and aching. And I want that weight to be light enough that you can then do that and maintain good form. On top of that, right? So there's so many layers to this, that if you, if I said, all right, we're just, you're just going to do RX grace, even though it takes you 30 minutes to do it, the next time you do it, you're probably not going to get that much faster, right? Even if you've gotten a little bit stronger because you haven't, like there's, um, I remember early on in CrossFit, there was a video of, um, uh, Kendrick something. He was a, he was an Olympic weightlifter on team USA and he did, he was either Grace or Isabel, I think it was Isabel, which is 30 snatches for time at 135. This dude is remarkably strong. Snatches over 300 pounds at the time, um, well over, actually. I, I don't remember exactly what he could snatch, but, anyways. So, 135, it was a warm up weight for him, but it took him, I think, over five minutes. It took him a while to do that. Most CrossFitters can't snatch nearly as much as he can, but because they have that conditioning and that stamina, they, you know, the best CrossFitters in the world, they can just do Isabel unbroken. They don't even have to let go of the bar. They do 30 reps in about 60 seconds at that weight. Um, and that's, that's sort of the secret sauce is like they can just hang on. They, they keep going. And again, these people do have very good strength, but that's the other piece of that is their strength is so high and their conditioning is so good that they are able to hold on for that long. There are plenty of people in the world who are decent CrossFitters, but they don't do this. They overpace things. Um, that's something, again, I still have kind of gotten in a, in a habit of is I will do, um, cause it's worked for me. I'll do a few reps, rest, a few reps, rest. It keeps me moving, but because I've always taken that approach cause it worked for me, I haven't really gotten like better and I can't, push past a certain level of reps so that's like been my focus this last year and especially going into this year's open is i'm scaling more like yeah i have those movements but if i can't do big sets if i can't keep up with the intended stimulus of the workout i'm going to scale it because i know that me scaling it is only going to make me better like i think that needs to be the the takeaway point from this is The reason behind scaling is to get better is to get faster is to get stronger and that's what the impact will be because when you go faster and do bigger sets your intensity goes up your power output goes up which increases the intensity which will increase results so that is it for today i kind of said the same thing multiple times over and over and over again but sometimes that's what it takes to get the message through so hopefully that sunk in and uh You'll be more open to scaling going forward. So this, this message is really kind of for those fringe athletes who are able to Rx um, certain movements, but maybe don't have a high volume of them yet. And also for more experienced athletes who, even if you can Rx most movements and you can do most workouts as rx you might benefit from scaling some movements, adding a band and then just seeing, hey, can I... Can I do a set of thirty unbroken? Um, you know, and then how you know how many sets of that could I do in a row unbroken? So that is my challenge for all of you. That is my words of wisdom from experience. And yeah, have a great day. See you at the gym.